Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Continue the old downward trend once the numbers can continue to get smaller and smaller. Once the masks can come on a little bit more as well, then we can hopefully, fingers crossed, get back to uh, get back to some some form of normality. But the gyms are opening next week as well. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's really strange. So, are all gyms open? I'm not sure if all are, but uh, most of them are. I think they're, they're kind of opening up earlier than than expected. I just wonder: are the swimming pools open? That's all I want to know. I wouldn't say so. I don't think the days where you go to the gym and sit in the jacuzzi <laughs> is ever going to happen again. I think the, you're, the petri dish of disgusting bacteria. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to actually exercise when you go to a gym now. Uh, I don't want to. What are you going to do? It'll be a struggle. It'll be a struggle to say, "Listen, sorry, where can I just sit in my hole and pretend I was in the gym and did something?" Yeah, thanks very much. Um, if you are working in a gym, that might happen to have a pool or a hotel with a pool. Are, are the, is the pool leisure centres are they opening as well? So if I go to the local gym, and uh, will, will the pool be open or is that kind of it's a phased out. Well, it'll just be glowing. It'll be glowing like radioactive yellow because of the amount of chlorine they'll have to actually put in it. Oh yeah. So I, I wonder if chlorine chlorine kills it. This is the thing. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know about these things. But listen, uh, we will shred that for you, Amy. No problem at all. Um, people who think they're going to be going out on a twelve pubs uh, pub crawl, they won't be doing that on the 29th, We know. So listen, always drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. Still to come on the show, uh, a woman who did research into proving that you are able to guess somebody's name just from looking at their face. No other details needed. You can look at their face and accurately, well, predict better than chance what their name will be. Dr. Ruth Mayo will be on a little bit later on. Next, though, some strange things can happen when you're hugging in a special way and bumping uglies. They can be strange, they can be weird, but you're not to be embarrassed about them. And a resident medical professional, Dr. Jennifer Wider, live from New York, is going to be on next, explaining about all those weird and wonderful things next here on Room... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's your Monday evening and we like to invite on our resident medical expert every Monday to give us some beautiful nuggets of wisdom Wisdom joining us back on the line now. Dr. Jennifer Wider. Doctor, how are you? Thank you, Cormac. How are you? Yeah, I think uh, we're better in the last week since we've talked to you. They've started uh, opening up stuff over here and now uh, you know, we're getting closer to the, the pubs are going to be open in exactly seven days' time. There'll be a hell of a lot of restrictions, but I think we're, uh, we're doing good. I think everyone's a little bit happier and <laughs> we're all kind of heading yeah. in the right direction. Seven days, four hours and three minutes. Who's counting? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Me either. Um, yeah, we're, we're experiencing similar things where we're going through different phases of reopening New York City and different areas outside New York City. Um, certain areas are in phase two, hoping to go into phase three, which would open up, you know, restaurants right now. There's some outside dining. Uh, so it's nice. And with the summer months, you know, it makes makes it better than being stuck inside looking out the window with rain. And people definitely now are probably starting to have less sex than they were in lockdown because um, in lockdown <laughs> we found out that people probably weren't having as much sex as we thought. But now that things yeah. are reopening, they're probably going to go back to their phones again and just cheating yeah. on their other halves. Yeah. Cheating on their other halves. But those that are having sex, can you tell us yes. what you're talking about tonight? Yes. Okay. So tonight's topic is, is a funny one. These are weird things that happen during sex that are totally normal that no one likes to talk about. Okay. <laughs> So last week we learned that less people were having sex than we thought. You know, there was thought that maybe nine months after we were all locked down, there would be a huge baby boom and lots of coronavirus babies. But we learned that people weren't having as much sex as we thought they were. But for those of us or, you know, myself not included having sex right now, there are crazy things that can happen. Totally weird things happen that, you know, no one likes to talk about. And sometimes you just ignore it with your partner. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was passing gas during sex. Okay. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that most people would rather die than admit that they pass gas during sex. But the reality is that it will probably happen at some point to both parties. And it's because there's pressure happening on different areas, right? In your nether regions, essentially. And subsequently, there's a release of gas. It's completely normal and it happens to everybody. And the best thing to do is laugh it off because it absolutely, you know, happens. I think the worst part is that, you know, if you're doing a crazy position, like a 69, for example, and you pass gas, that's a bit of a bummer because, uh, you know, you're... <laughs> but the funny thing is that women, you know, that have babies are concerned about this also while they're, you know, pushing and pushing and pushing, being concerned that they're going to pass gas while delivering or even have a bowel movement. And believe it or not, this happens all the time. And like obstetricians, gynecologists, primary care physicians, nurses, whoever's delivering the baby have seen everything. So women shouldn't worry about this because it happens to everybody and it's people are used to it. And it's something that, you know, I've witnessed so many births in my career. It's something that just happens that's wiped away and nobody blinks an eyelash. And, and women spend so much time being so concerned that they're going to have a bowel movement during during labor and delivery. Um, and it's not even no one bats an eyelash. So not to worry about that. Now, you know okay, when you so say farting, yeah. by the way, during sex? Farting, yeah. Yeah. You know that thing that happens to women sometimes? And it sounds like on my list, Saoirse. Okay. <laughs> you see, apparently this affects Saoirse massively. That's why she was eager to jump the gun on this now. Doc. This affects lots of my friends who get very embarrassed, especially one-night stands. Oh, my friends. Now, listen. It's all right, Saoirse. Don't worry yeah. about it. I've never had a one-night stand, so I'm not talking about myself, actually. Right, we can Sorry, do health hazards of a one-night stand, too. No, not at all. It's great. The personal stories make it much better. But the funny thing about this is that aside from farting, right, that women may experience another type of gaseous release that is called different things. And, you know, different uh, like fashion magazines, different health magazines call, call it different things. In the United States, it's most commonly called a queef. Yep. But I've heard it called a vart instead of a fart, which is like ridiculous. But this is what happens when air enters into the vagina or the vaginal canal and gets quickly expelled. And that happens if somebody's having intercourse and, you know, for lack of, you know, avoiding the words, if a penis enters a vagina and then pulls in and out, there's air that goes into that canal. When you pull in and out, it, it's like one of those toys and the air like comes in and then out and it lets out a queef. The good news about a queef is that it doesn't come with any odor. It's not like farting. 
right? So it's not coming from your GI tract. It is like air that doesn't have a smell, and it's a it's a funny noise. It happens to everybody, and it's an awkward sound. But you know, it's the kind of thing that either you keep on going or you just laugh it off. But women feel incredibly embarrassed by this, and and having intercourse isn't the only way this happens. There are women that report this happening. You know, if they do a weird position, even in yoga or Pilates, they may have trapped air up there, and just by moving position around in their lower body can release this. I know. So uh, so that's something not to worry about. But it really happens to everybody. I mean, if women were to take an anonymous quiz, I'd say that more than 50 to 60, 75% of women would say that this absolutely happened to them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It happens to me. It has happened to me. But um, I, I actually was only speaking about this recently because I'll tell you another story in a little bit about this one friend who this happened to on a one-night stand. But something else tragic happened as well when the condom got stuck inside her. Yes, that is very common also. That's something yeah, that happens too. One-night stand. Like how you just have a, a, a worst, you just have it worse, don't you? And in so many aspects of life, and even when it comes to <laughs> what's meant to be the most pleasurable, women just get the raw end of the deal. I mean, doing, <laughs> doing front bum farts and now getting things lost in there. You're just yeah, like, I, hear, I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't hack it. Couldn't hack I, was, it. I was so embarrassed, I had to bring her to A&E. <laughs> oh, it's Imagine awful. Like, that's her, the thing. People with real the guy, problems, the guy, she just has a condom it, stuck inside. Exactly, and I agree with Cormac. Like, women always get the raw side of the deal. Like, guys, you know, either fall asleep and snore after having sex. Women are like, you know, uh, like worried about room, ruminating whether the guy's going to call the next day or, or they have an STD or whatever and the guy is like sound asleep or he's done. It's a one night stand. He's at the pub drinking something and she's fishing out a condom and has to go to a clinic <laughs> to get it taken out. It's a nightmare. And it, it doesn't end there, you guys. Literally, you know, when, when, you know, if you have a baby, women like, can, you know, guys have sex, they have an orgasm and a woman is like, you know, trying to conceive and has to leave her pelvis up, trying to get the sperm to meet the egg if they want to have a baby or trying to pee it out if they don't. It's like a nightmare, you know. But anyway, I digress. It's true. It happens to women. Very, very normal. You know, the funny thing is that I read a poll actually in, in Cosmopolitan magazine about women who um, had queefing during an, a sexual act and the guy 50% of the time didn't even notice it. And so that's the funny thing when you have sex. Like women are always concerned about what they look like, what they weigh, if they've groomed it down there. The vast majority of men don't even care at all. They're just happy to be down there. <laughs> so women need to stop stressing and remember, even if there is a queef or a weird noise during sex, the guy, like, statistically isn't even going to notice. So not to be concerned about that. Here's another really funny thing, you guys. People need to be very concerned with what they eat or the food that they prepare before they have sex. Because there are a lot of stories of guys and girls that have hooked up having eaten something like hot wings or something with hot sauce on it or cut up, like, peppers that are really hot. And then, you know, get very handy down there or have sex and, like, ejaculate. And the hot sauce is either in the semen or in the vaginal fluid or it's on their hands. And it causes a severe reaction in the other person. So there was a story of a guy that ate hot things before having sex and then, you know, used his hands in bringing his girlfriend to orgasm. And she ended up having severe vaginal burns, which lasted more than an hour, which she had to shower off. And this isn't something that's uncommon. Has that ever happened hey, hey, to you hey, guys? Hey, 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 doc, I, I might have mentioned this before. This has happened to me, not in any way, not in any way in, in a sexual situation, but I was out and a friend of mine lives up by a, one of the most well-known kind of wing bars in Dublin. That will remain nameless for the while anyway, but they have this hot wing challenge where if you can finish a bowl of obviously the hottest wings that they have on their menu, you get the thing for free. So we went out one day and we said we'd try it and literally I could only handle one of these in, insanely oh hot wings and it blew my head off, right? But uh, like 
like you were saying, because obviously it's on your hands. I went to the bathroom and didn't think anything of it and then sat back down and was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. oh and it started stinging yeah. because I hadn't washed my hands properly beforehand. And I went to just oh. do my wheeze and then sat back down and I was just like, oh, good God. Even sometimes with some of these things, like even these very hot peppers, you can wash your hands, but you still have some of that extract on your on your fingers. Yeah. There's other cases where people have had allergies and this is sort of turning more serious turns where someone may have a shellfish allergy or another type of common allergy, nut allergy, the partner will eat it beforehand and then either, you know, they, they have sex or they're, you know, either oral sex or whatever and the girlfriend or boyfriend ends up having an allergic reaction because of the the uh, allergen that's in the body fluid rather than eating the food itself and ends up in the emergency room. So that's something people need to have on their yeah. radar. I know it's crazy, right? You may have this anaphylactic reaction to like, you may have a nut allergy, you don't eat nuts you hook up with somebody and they might have eaten nuts in the last 24 hours so it's something <laughs> or they people are really have to they just don't realize what, what you've been up to right yeah. <laughs> or they're just not to to these nuts? <laughs> I, I think i have to be like this is not going to work i love nuts too much and i mean peanuts by the way. <laughs> seriously calm down now. Come right. On. <laughs> right all right here's another really funny thing so this has happened to a lot of people in a poll that I looked at also that they're that they're that they're hooking up and they're in the throes of passion and suddenly a fuzzy little uninvited guest shows up and is literally staring them down. <laughs> in 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 one of the in one of the articles that I read, you guys, there was one where two people were having sex and all of a sudden the woman felt someone licking their leg and didn't know anywhere where it was coming from and it was her boyfriend's dog. And then there was yeah. another story where the dog came in and licked the woman's breath. Yeah. So our animals can like pick, you know, are fascinated by Sex. Animals like to have sex themselves. My dog, who is completely like neutered, like has sex with, uh, you know, stuffed animals all the time and thinks nothing of it, my little dog. But it's funny because, you know, you realize the biological urge that animals have just like human beings and they're fascinated watching people have sex and it can be very awkward if you're in the throes of passion and you book and fall instead of your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, has that ever happened like, to you guys? Uh, gonna have to have yeah. like uh, warning signs at the start going, do you have a perverted dog? Um, yeah. <laughs> have to keep an eye out for them. It happened to me with my cat. I mean, she just sits there and she's so quiet, but it's just when you clock eyes with her and then you're just going, what? are you doing? <laughs> She's just looking at you disappointed Staring going, you're you. not even married yet, Sarah, yeah. so what are you doing? <laughs> Probably. So funny. There's That's also disturbing. a release for different, it is disturbing, There, there's a release for different kinds of people sometimes where some people suffer from crying hysterically after they have an orgasm and it's not tears of like like joy or tears of uh, like being upset it's just an emotional reflex where people will just let loose and cry so that's happened to certain people where they have just hooked up and then they're hysterical crying and the partner feels like they've either done something wrong the other partner's in pain but it's just a release and and the other thing happens where people sometimes shout things out almost like Tourette syndrome during sex where it won't make any sense at all and so in this in this article, it's a very funny article that I'm reporting from for this segment, you guys, where someone, there's a, there's a famous chef in the United States, she's an Italian-American woman named Giada De Laurentiis. There was a couple that hooked up and the woman shouted mozzarella after they had sex. And it wasn't even like she was planning to do it. It was just in the throes of orgasm is screaming mozzarella with a heavy Italian accent. So <laughs> stuff like that can happen, and it's so unnerving. But, you know, people can stay and have reactions that you just don't know, whether it's crying or yelling mozzarella or something else in the middle of having sex. The worst part is if you're yelling someone else's name, which yeah, happens Yeah, that's not going to go down too well. 
at wow. all, is it? Yeah, that'll be bad. It's nearly Never. happened a few times, though. It's really bad. It kind of enters your head, and you're like, no wrong name. Let's just not say the name. Exactly. Or you're picturing somebody else, right? Whether it's a celebrity crush or whether it's an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, and you find yourself, you know, we see this all the time in different, like, television shows or movies where somebody's just or the end of a relationship, but it happens more than people think, and, you know, I, I think I prefer my husband yelling mozzarella than his ex-girlfriend's name, <laughs> but I'd still be completely freaked out. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can take the food over the ex any day of the week, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would. I think I'd be unnerved though, especially if they change accents. Bit. Right? It's like it's like that show that we spoke about after you get hit on the head, and then all of a sudden you have a change in accent. Yeah. Right? Bizarre the way the brain works. Some people notice that their boyfriends or girlfriends are watching television while they're having sex. That, I think, is, like, the worst. Like, the guy that's watching the game to catch up on, like, a score on football or on, like, baseball games yeah. where they're, you know, having sex with you and then they're, like, checking the game or checking their phone for messages. That's the kind of thing that, you you know, you need to sort of keep in your pocket and not, not do at all. I think it can be really, really upsetting for a girlfriend or a boyfriend. There was another uh, a woman that once I had done a show um, on Serious XM about a woman who caught her boyfriend um, masturbating to cartoon porn. Wow. That yeah, is like a nightmare. And uh, that's <laughs> huge, though. That's bigger than what people I think would. Um, what's it called? Is it anime or what's the the, the yes. word I'm looking for? The, yeah, the other Japanese kind of. Uh, Yes. Um, stuff there. Yeah, it's a bit odd. But it wasn't even that, Cormac. It wasn't like the Japanese anime where there were realistic people. I think this was like, literally, and I, I remember this vividly, it was like a Star Wars reference where it was a cartoon Jabba the Hutt with Princess Leia cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there are people, freaky. isn't that freaky? But there are people like the Flintstones or oh. or like or like <laughs> the princess, the Disney princesses, or there is like a underbelly of people like getting off to My Little Pony. Can you imagine, you guys? Like, I mean, I mean the thing about, thing about that is you, you'd never, if you were going out with someone like that, you're never going to be able to live up to that fantasy in any way, shape, or form <laughs> because they're cartoons. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you deal with that? You're like, listen, there's the door. See you, bye now. And they probably need help, let's be honest. That's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't be. It's not normal. No, not at all. It's it's awful. I think, you know, and it's it's like, uh, it's bizarre. There are people that have fetishes, and that's the thing. Like, you know, we do a lot about not wanting to shame people and trying to bring people's fetishes into, you know, to talk about, because everybody has weird things that may or may not turn them on. The problem is yeah. you hide them from your partner, and then you get busted. <laughs> you know, three kids later, I'd be packed and out the door. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think there's, there are some things you just don't recover from, I feel like. I think so, and you'd be, you'd be right on that, but... Um, Listen, we're probably going to have to uh, just just wrap that up there anyway. So it'll be our total <laughs> pleasure um, chatting to you. We've got a, a ton to mull on over there about different things that you need to be considering uh, during, before, during, and after the act anyway. Um, Dr. Wider, where can people find you online? I'm at uh, Dr. Wider across social media, D-R-W-I-D-E-R. Lovely stuff. Well, listen, it's always <laughs> been a pleasure, and we will uh, chat to you again soon. All right, guys. Thanks so much. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Uh, we've got a couple of texts in there. Sorry, a text in there from Jacinta who says, Can I shred? Cormac and Sir, can you shred this lockdown? Cinema's reopening phase four. Um, what phase are we in right now? Um, are we in phase two? two? Three? To go to yeah. Listen, Jacinta, good news is the cinemas are opening next week. So they have been moved forward as well. So in case you're worried that the cinemas were not opening until August, the cinemas are opening on the, I suppose, sped-up recovery plan and the lockdown plan on the 29th, along with a few other places as well. So they're looking at uh, all of these, again, with social distancing restrictions and measures 
put in, but things like gyms, cinemas, um, pubs and things like that open from the 29th of June, which is one week away. Again, I, I keep thinking, I can't grasp the fact that we're past the halfway point in the year and that uh, we're in the end of June. I keep, for, for some reason, thinking that we're in like March or April and just everything has merged into one and everyone's kind of all over the shop when it comes to it. But June 29th is next Monday. So the cinemas are going to be open next Monday. Happy days. And I wonder, obviously, how they're going to, how they have to work that as well. Like, what, what's going to be the... Cinemas. Actually, this this is this is going to be my absolute dream because you know when you go into a cinema and maybe you're there in the afternoon, right? Mm. And it's empty, and then two people come in just as the movie's starting and sit right beside you, and you just oh, get this, oh mother of God, what yeah. are you doing to me? You just get the rage. You start imagining doing things you really shouldn't be imagining doing to these people. But if there's now social distancing in place, there'll probably be a minimum of two seats between people, minimum of two seats, possibly even more between people when the cinemas reopen. So this is going to be a dream, especially if you don't like people on top of you. This is going to be perfect. I think it's going to be pretty easy for them because have you ever really been to a screening that's completely full? Yeah. Like it's rare. It's not It's not common unless it's a, a brand new huge film that's just out and you might be going to the premiere of it or the opening of it. Otherwise, there is a lot of free seats usually. Now, a lot of people don't like sitting at the front or at the side and they all kind of gather in the middle, but you can distance Anyway, well, but again, this was depends on if it's uh, if it's uh, as you mentioned a big movie because sometimes they're packed out for weeks on end. I, I can't remember which one it was. You know, you'd think it would be empty enough, and then a few weeks later, it's still doing well. But I know, mm. I know what you mean. Usually, and obviously, if you're going on a Friday or a Saturday night, it's probably the busiest. You'd be better off going. But um, I can't wait till they open. But there you go, just into listen. It's sooner rather than later, they are going to be open from next Monday the twenty. Ninth, seven days time, we're going to start seeing those things open, along with the pubs and along with looks like gyms as well. And if you if you're fancy a prey, you're going to be able to go to mass as well, fifty people max. But there you go, all these things are opening. Uh, more details up on fm104.ie as well if you want to have a, a look at that. Still to come tonight on the show for you, why you're actually very very good at guessing someone's name based off their face. Oftentimes, you know, these stereotypical knee-jerk reactions we have can be bad, but it turns out you're able to predict what someone's going to be called based off their face. We're going to be chatting to someone from the University of Jerusalem. They'll be explaining it to you how and why that happens, why your brain does those certain things uh, in about 20 minutes' time. On the way next, though, what are the three best traits to have to raise your social status? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, I, I think Water. I, I think I probably know. Okay, I want to know. You can even just let me know if you think you know one of them, right? But the best traits, the three best traits to have to raise your social status. I'm not talking about your follower count on Instagram because that's just like your boobs or your abs or your chest or your biceps. That's what you need for there. I'm talking about in real life with real humans in a real social setting. What are the traits that will raise your social status? Any ideas? I would say wealth. Or how you dress, like, if you're wearing designer clothes? No. No? This is uh, across, by the way, 14 different countries and societies, vastly different cultures as well. So this is cross-cultural, cross-age demographics, cross-societies, across everything. These three uh, social, uh, these three personality traits hold up and make you more likely to be perceived and, and raise your social standing and your social status in your community. Now, is this something, like, about yourself, or is this something that's materialistic? No, no, no. It, it is 
not materialistic. It's not like, as you said, it's not like having a fancy car. These are personality yeah. traits. These are things deep inside of you that God gave you. Or you learned along the way. Your parents probably drilled into you from a young age. Oh. Well, obviously manners. Mm. No, there's three in particular ones. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter if you're from one country or another. Um, it has been found across the world. Three in particular ones where these things, if you have these things, you will be uh, perceived and it is these three things are linked to having a higher social status in your community. What do you think they are? Even if you can only guess one or two of them, have a think. And just in general, what would be perceived as being a good personal uh, trait to have that uh, most people would probably respect and admire in a person. 087-6797-104. See if you can get that right. We'll take some of your guesses next here. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Good evening, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Just a quick update to keep you informed. Uh, at the start of the show, you might have heard that uh, I'm compiling a list of enemies uh, on a sheet of paper on my little notebook over here beside me. So does anyone that you would like to include on the official list of enemies, will you let me know? So thanks to Olivia and a few other people who have nominated people for the list of enemies tonight. Uh, it started off with Saoirse Long because she had a secret exclusive work party on Friday night and didn't invite anyone. Only her select, yeah. crew, uh, her select group of insiders I were I got actually, invitations made and yeah. uh, sent them out two weeks ago. And yeah, they were sent in a goodie bag with an iPhone yeah. and a brand new Xbox. That's how exclusive this was, uh, and yeah. I didn't get it. So listen, Saoirse, Tara and Crossy and uh, one of the other guys, Lar, <laughs> who works in FM 104, were all invited, but I wasn't, nor were you listening. How offended are you? Possibly as offended <laughs> as I am. So listen, I have a list of enemies here. Uh, Saoirse Long is on it. Tara yeah. Murray is on it. Why is Tara on is it? On it. And because <laughs> Olivia wanted to put Tara Murray on it because she was there well, as now, well, can we just and Crossy is up? on it as well. Hang on. Okay, fair enough. Olivia, lovely Olivia, receptionist here in FM 104, was invited. Actually invited at 3pm 3, 3 that day. And she said she couldn't make it. And then she has the cheek to comment and say, thanks for the invite. She knew all listen, about it. And now she wants to nominate Tara Murray as an enemy. Listen, yeah, well, listen, she, uh, Tara Murray is now on the list of enemies. So listen, if anyone, anyone at all that you would like to nominate and make the official list of enemies here on my little notepad, let me know. 0876797104. Anyone who's annoyed you, or you, anyone you just think they need to go on the list of enemies, anyone at all, I don't care who it is, you can add them to the growing, the ever-growing list of enemies that I have here. And uh, who knows, we'll devise a plan for how we can uh, exact revenge. But listen, for now, let me know, drop me a WhatsApp, who you would like on the list of enemies. I can't believe I'm on that. I'm Rainless Goo is on that now as name, well. name number one. Name numero uno is on it. And we'll come back and see if we can kind of fill it for the rest of the evening. Uh, but that is it. Now, moving from horrible traits, like one, excluding people and also making enemy lists and burn books on the air, which are, I suppose, not too positive traits. What are the three personality traits that are, traits, traits that are linked to you having a higher social status in your community? Selfishness. No, these are good, positive things. Yeah, sometimes being selfish is very positive. Um, okay, uh, inclusive. Mm. You know, a socialite will have to include everyone and be friends, be able to have a conversation with all walks of life. So there is... One of them, it's not the the the, the top three, but it is 
just outside the top three is being kind. So kind and hosting. Being kindness, being kind is apparently will increase your your social status as well. Okay, I totally get that. Yeah, being kind. Yeah. Um, confident. You'd have to no. be confident. No. 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 Empathetic. Um. No. No. I suppose I dump that under kind. I suppose. Ah, there's a bit of a difference there. Mm, yeah, there, there is, but it does. They don't. I suppose they don't separate out empathetic with this one as well. They also give the three ones or the the the, the negative traits that will. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Reduce your social status. And what's that? You're screwed. You're screwed. Am I all of the... I'm selfish, yeah? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you are screwed. One, being unclean. Oh. Being, being dirty. That a bad thing? It's a very, very bad thing. Being unclean, being a thief. I'm not a thief. You steal cheese from the fridge in the office. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm not allowed you to know? do that anymore. I don't even think we're allowed to have a fridge. Yeah, so there you go. Being unclean, being a thief, and then being nasty and mean will decrease your social status. You are all of those things. Tick, tick, wow. tick. Oh, my Seriously God, I am. Long. Social status just destroyed. I don't invite people to birthday parties. I steal there cheese. There you go. Oh, my God, and I'm filthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're having a bad time here. So isn't they're, they're the wow. ones that will bring down uh, your your social status, right? But if, if you're listening, have a guess. What do you think the traits are that will help you have a higher social status and climb the social ladder? This is what they say, okay? Well, there obviously it's going to be the opposite ones. of what you just said is the bad thing. You see, so you're, presuming you're presuming them. You're presuming them. Nope, clean, isn't it? Being nice, obviously, you said. So we have being, being kind. kind. It's not the top three, but it's there. Yeah, it's just outside the top three. Oh, I know. Being charitable. 
Um, not in the top three, but making sacrifices for others. So I would say that yeah. is charitable, isn't it? Giving up your time and money for other people will will elevate your status within your local community, apparently. But again, you you haven't found any of the ones in the top three just yet. So here's what I'd uh, here's what I'd like to know, right? Even just try and give me one of them. The personality traits that will be linked to you having a perceived higher social status. People respecting you more in your community, in your area, in your neighborhood, in your state. What is it? 87 You can WhatsApp us in for free. The three personality traits that are universally linked to a higher social status. And this is, doesn't matter if you're in Dublin or Kerry or here in Ireland uh, and, you know, you're over in Uganda. All of these things across cultural board, uh, you know, cross cultural norms and things like that. They're all the same regardless of the different cultural social situation that you're in. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Being talented. Mm, no. I think you got one of them, by the way, sorry. I think you got one of them earlier on. What was one of them earlier on? Intelligence. Oh, yeah. I think you said that, didn't you? Yeah. I think you did say that. Yeah, so that's, sorry, that is one of them. Okay, what being intelligent, dun, 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 being kind, dun, dun. being um, beautiful, being generous, pretty. generous, generous. Uh, no. No. 87 104 looking for the three personality traits. What do you have to have within you? What is it about you that will link you to having a higher social status in your community, in your state, in your in your area, in your county. What is it? I know. 87. I know. <laughs> right, hold that thought. 0876797104. Take a couple of more guesses. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Quick reminder, podcast will be available up after the show if you want to listen back to any of the full shows in full, uninterrupted. You can do so. Subscribe to any of the podcasts or, or to the show on any of your podcast platforms. And before we get back to that question, I want to know if you know what are the three main personality traits that you need to have that will benefit you by raising you up the social ladder. So what three things, not visit, not like material things, but three personality traits that you must have to be perceived and to increase, I should say, your, your social status in your area, in your state, in your community, wherever. 0876797104. Before we go back to some of those guesses and some of the answers on that, um, with Dublin is getting its very own trapeze school. Have you seen this? No. Trapeze school. So I don't even know how to describe the trapeze. The thing you see at the circus where you're swinging yeah. on a bar and there's a net underneath you and, yeah, we're, we're, get, we're getting one of those. Why, though? Is there a shortage of, um, I don't know, clowns? The circus industry is understaffed at the best of times and uh, they're looking to expand and open up. And, you know, maybe this will be your side gig. Maybe you can go touring with the circuses around the country and around Europe and become a trapeze artist. But uh, it looks like great fun. It also looks terrifying at the same time. But it's opening up next month, apparently out in, in uh, the back of Benildas College out in Stillorgan. And I know Benildas College because any time we played them in school in the football, they hockeyed us because I think they're an all-boys school. Um, and a fairly decent setup there as well, but we got hockeyed by them every year. But they have decent sports grounds out there and now part of it's going to be used to uh, run a trapeze school. I love this idea. I mean, it's different. It's not something yeah, I'd ever think of doing. But now, if it's open, I'll definitely mm. try and... Uh, Get going at that. To go out there and have a little listener party, a trapeze, a trapeze party. But I, I'm, so I'm is not that like walking on w- wires? 
No, it's... The trapeze is... How do you even describe what the trapeze is? It's up high, isn't it? You're, you're up high and you have like a pole out in front of you that you jump onto and grab and then you're just, you know, rocking forwards and backwards. And then sometimes people will do flips off them and sometimes people will... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I get then, it. There'll be, there'll be someone on the other trapeze swinging yes. forward to grab you and then you kind of come back and forth like that. Oh, actually, maybe no. Maybe I'll give that a miss. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking about it now going, Yeah, it was like I can walk along the rope and then if I fall, I'm on that netty stuff, which is perfectly fine. But I don't know if I'd be into swinging off people and doing, I don't know. Uh, No, that's terrifying, actually. A new activity for everyone to get involved in the next one. Looks like a bit of crack. Listen, it's called Flying Monkeys Trapeze our first outdoor flying trapeze school, which means, one, I'd imagine school tours are going to get way better for kids that are coming up when they kind of go back on. But, um, yeah, check it out. It'll be something something, something different for you to try when, you, when everyone gets back out. Because I know everyone's getting back out to kind of go, I really wish I did more stuff before lockdown. So add it to your list of things to do. Trapezing uh, is coming to Dublin, and maybe it'll be the, the, the latest fad that you can get involved in. looks like a little bit of crack. Anyway, um, back to the question. I wanted to know, regards to your social status not your social media status your social status in the real world with real humans in your local community in your local state, in your local area there are three outstanding personality traits that if you have them these are universally linked to you having a higher social status so it doesn't matter what type of country you're in or what the culture or the society is like, these three personality traits will move you up the ladder when it comes to your social status. You got one of them correctly um, just before the break, or just before the song there. Intelligence is one of them, but there are two others. I think I know what one of them is. If and you think you know, you want to have true. a guess, by the way. Uh, 0876797104. What do you think? I think it's articulate. It's well-spoken. No. Ah, uh, it is. Uh, Jacinta, good evening. Jacinta has said, confidence, helpful and friendly. Uh, no... Helpful and friendly, kind of not in the top three. That there are other important ones, but no, they're they're not in, in this one. And it's not how you speak, because no, people no. do judge people on how they speak. They do. Uh, um, yeah, they do, but I suppose this isn't on initial impressions. This is on your overall standing within the community, which might be more of a long term impression. You know what I mean? Mm. Let me think. I I feel like I've gone through all of them. They're kind of obvious ones. Really? Yeah. These are probably things your, your parents would teach you to be when you were a kid. I said manners. Yeah, no, it's not that. Happy? No. Well behaved? No. Courteous? No. Um... Oh, maybe, um, I don't know, that's, that really falls under manners. Um, how you dress slash your personal grooming. I'm sure that plays a part, uh, Kathy, but not the answer I'm looking for here. This is, again, more on your, your personality traits as opposed to how you, how you look. It's more, on, yeah, it's more on who you are as a person versus what you own or what you do. These cannot be obvious ones. We've They're gone really obvious them. ones. You haven't gone through the most obvious one, I would have said. Like, being a decent human being m- means that you have to be... Kind. Caring. Yeah, yeah, and again, that's like fourth and fifth, really. 
Patrick has said, is it respect and respectful? Oh, maybe, mm, maybe kind of. You have to have good morals. Getting, morals. Right, you're getting closer there with that one. So what What would loyalty. good morals be? Okay, no, it's not loyalty, but you're close. Um, like you're in the ballpark, you're, you're sitting beside it. Uh, integrity. Oh, is that the right word, integrity? Mm. Genuine. I just, well, I'll give that to you because it's pretty much, now we're just kind of splitting hairs, I suppose. It, it, they said honesty. Oh, honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, loyal, honest, same thing. Is like, it? Ah, no, yeah. it wouldn't be. I'd say loyalty is complete because you can be, you know, you can be loyal you can't to the be wrong dishonest people. And loyal at the same time. Can you not? Okay. You, so honesty. You can be loyal for. You can be loyal. You can be loyal for nefarious reasons if you're trying to, let's say, climb the ladder and then wait for your opportunity to strike. You could, but the, you know, then you'd just be a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Snake in the grass. Snake in the grass. Get you. Um, yeah. So the, the the most important traits now for you to be for you to be one a decent person, but also to be known as a decent person and to to rank higher socially. Right. The three traits are honesty, intelligence, and being hardworking. Oh yeah, hard worker. So if you're not Can't afraid of doing of, uh, getting your uh, pulling your sleeves up, getting yeah. your hands dirty. Oh, it's a bit Job unfair, done. though, isn't it? Like, if everyone won the lotto, no one would work. No one would want to work. Uh, but then there's always those people who say, oh, I'd still do my job if I won the lotto. Yeah, and you're you like, no, have. you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Like, these people that, like, hardworking, they're the types of people that you hear that get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym and then they're working from 6 till midnight yeah. and then they somehow manage to fit in a social life on top of that. Like, that's not real. I know. That's all lies and that's all fake. They're but not listen, you, don't have to, you don't have to work that hard, Saoirse. You don't, but, you know, that's what people would expect if they hear you're a yeah. hard worker. Yeah. Like, you, you know, wouldn't say, oh, he's a, he's a hard worker. He works from uh, 9 p.m. till 12 a.m. He works a three-hour shift every <laughs> night. Are you no saying our standing that? in the community is falling down, Saoirse, because we have a three-hour show? Pretty much, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Uh, this is another interesting one as well, okay? If you have a long-term partner... That is much more positive for your social status for both men and women than someone who's single. Oh, how odd. Because we're so judgmental, aren't we? I don't care what people wow. try and say. I'm not judgmental at all. We're to the core. That's all we do is judge people. Well, my mom told me that if this was back when in her day and she was my age, you'd be told you were left on the shelf. Like, it would not be cool to be 31 and unmarried and not in a long-term relationship. 31, you should have been on to your second husband at this stage, Saoirse. Now, let's be honest. I should have. And my fifth child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should be Shocking. having those awkward conversations of going, I want you to meet your stepbrother now, okay? We're going to have a nice family <laughs> Christmas and see if this can work out. No fighting, all right? Um, yeah, back in the day. Back in the day when people could afford a gaff on one salary and uh, move out by the time they were 19. And now it's like, yeah. oh, okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, so listen, there you go. Um, you're going to be universally... More likable and rise up, I suppose, the the social ladder, and be seen to have a higher social status if you are honest, if you are intelligent, and if you are hardworking. Also, the other ones I mentioned earlier on, being uh, making sacrifices for others, being kind, having a long term mate, and if you wanted to be really unliked, right, by your community as a whole, just be dirty, be a thief, 
and constantly make mean and nasty comments and no one no one collectively is going to like you or respect okay, you. Okay, well, that's good to know. Just be myself then. Yeah, if you don't want people... <laughs> at least people will leave you alone then, Saoirse, and they won't come around you and go, we're doing the village clean-up. Do you want to get involved? They'll be like, Saoirse will not care. She is a filthy mess. And you can just lie. Uh, that's true. We can just lie down and relax and not have to worry about any of this. So, so listen, um, that is that. Our shredder, by the way, is still here, slash our fire pit. If anyone has wronged you, if anyone has been nasty or mean to you or just annoyed you, let us know. We will burn it live on the air for you in a ceremony where you can vent and uh, make sure that the thing leaves your life and good karma comes back to you. So listen, let us know if there's anyone or anything that's annoyed you today. 0876797104. On the way next going to be talking to Dr. Ruth Mayo. She says that you are able to guess and predict someone's name based on their face, based on how their face looks. You're able to get an idea better than chance of what their name is. She did a groundbreaking bit of research on her recently and she'll be on the line next to explain more here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here and uh, how well are you at guessing uh, someone's name and do you think that um, people I don't know it sounds stupid to say do people look like their names like does does a certain person definitely not have a certain name I, I don't know it's a bit of a weird one it is kind of weird and yeah I guess I would be pretty good with names but I also do this thing where someone will tell me their name and I'll forget about what their actual name is and then I'll think oh they look like a Keen or they look like a Sean and then I'll start calling them that <laughs> do you know that kind of way they kind of look like a certain name so I would do that more often than not. Yeah, I mean, and here's the interesting thing. Like, can you start to, to look more like your name? Does your name impact how you dress yourself, how you hold yourself? Does it impact your face? Uh, and, you know, um, are you any good at m- correctly matching names to random faces? Because uh, researchers have concluded that apparently we are able to accurately uh, and better than chance match random names to random faces. And we're going to chat now to someone over at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem who looked into this study at your ability to be able to match names to random faces. Dr. Ruth Mayo, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you. You gave me the perfect introduction. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you said it yourself that you do it. Well, I guess, yeah, why do we do it? Okay, so first of all, I do want to acknowledge my great collaborators. I can't do it without them. So it's Yonatz Webner and Yaakov Goldenberg from IDC and Neil Rosenfeld from the Hebrew University and Anne-Laure Saylor from Paris Heck. And yes, exactly what you said, right? That uh, sometimes we forget someone's real name or we think it doesn't really fit them or we make up, as you suggested, which actually suggests that usually we do look, most people do look like their names. And I agree with you that it's completely crazy. This is what I thought. But study after study, this is a very consistent effect that we have. So what we do is we let our participants see a face and we give them five names, list of five names, and we tell them to choose a given name. And indeed, as you just said, people know how to do it beyond chance level. Again, it's not 100%, but it's beyond the chance level significantly. And what we're thinking is that, of course, how we look depends on our genes, you know, and other uh, factors. But we do know, this is not our uh, research, we already knew that uh, names really affect who we are, the meaning of the name. Every child, at least in Israel, but I think we found the same in other countries as well, even in kindergarten already knows why his parents or her parents chose that specific name, and he knows what it means. 
and then through a process that we called uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, we start behaving according to the expectations that are in our name, in our meaning of the name or famous people who have the same name, what our parents thought about. And then we have both direct effects through what we choose, the hairstyle, our makeup, our glasses, but also indirect effects through our personality. So our faces do change during life. Uh, there's a very beautiful uh, sentence I love by George Orwell who said that when we're 50, we have the name, the face that we deserve. So if I frowned all my life, I will have different wrinkles and different face features than if I smiled all my life, right? So what we do, how we express ourselves, if we laugh a lot, if we are angry a lot, if we're sad a lot, eventually we look accordingly. And if our name affects our personality and choices, then through that, we actually manifest our name in our faces. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. I know, insane. but can I tell you another study that will maybe convince yeah, you more? So now you're thinking, well, something about the people who are perceiving it. But what we did is that we actually managed to have a, a computer learn to identify a person's name. So what we do is we have, it's called machine learning. On the training phase, you give, you take only two names, X and Y. For the computer, it doesn't mean anything right. And then you teach the computer. You show them a lot of faces and names of these two. And you say, this is Anne, Anne, Claire, Claire, Anne, and so on. And after you're done with the training phase, you do a test. And indeed, computers learned to identify names as much as people. And this really suggests that it's something that is in the face, that all the people who have the name X look somewhat different than all the people who are termed Y. This <laughs> then puts a huge amount of pressure on if you are yes. expecting a child and you want to yes. figure out what to yes. name them. I mean, this is so weird. So you're obviously internalizing the meaning or expectation of, of a name. And I know it's yes. obviously not everything, but it, it's God. Like, so is there lazy names? Is there... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.